Gene and Roger is the story of the two most powerful, influential movie critics of their time, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert. You can find Gene and Roger on the Big Picture feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a quick trailer. It seemed like a crazy idea for a TV show. Take two rivals and let them duke it out about movies. But Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert quickly became the most popular film critics in the country. Millions of viewers tuned in to see whether they vote thumbs up or thumbs down. This is the story of two unlikely superstars who changed the way we argue. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Brian Raftery, and this is Gene and Roger. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to Jam Session. It's midsummer yacht season in full effect. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Obviously, there's so much benefit to cover. Oh my God. Every day, there's something new. It's un- unbelievable. What a gift from the heavens above. Thank you, paparazzi gods. Yeah. And also, we'll talk about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck as content gods because they've really <laughs> logged on to they the content it. train. They've nailed it. We're also going to talk a little Olympics. We're going to talk about Scooter Braun. We, you know, we'll sprinkle some other stuff in along the way. But let's just hit it. I mean, Ben and Jen in the south of France, as is A-Rod. It's all happening, people. Amanda, yesterday I talked to Casey St. Ange, who mm-hmm. had this theory about Ben and Jen, Benifer recreating the Jenny from the Block video shot for shot. And I recommend that episode. It was it was fun. It was an, it was an emergency, obviously. Sure. Um, so there's just like so many angles to this. And 
I just, I, I can't believe this is still happening. I don't know. I'm just in shock and awe. There's so many details to go over. Where would you like to start since we last spoke? Let's like, we can build, right? So okay, we can course. start Let's with be storytellers. <laughs> so you can start with their Instagram official. Who's Jennifer Lopez's 52nd birthday. She is a Leo. Well, even before that, Leah Remini had her birthday. True. And she she released a video (laughs) and she did like a highlight video of her birthday. That was like a few weeks ago. And in it, there's a photo of her with, with Benifer in like the mirror, mirror photo booth that Kim Kardashian made famous. And then that was their first Instagram official moment. Leah Remini former Scientologist, friend of Jennifer Lopez, got to break it. What a move. It is true, but you did have to watch like a minute long video slideshow of Leah Remini's birthday party in order to get to the photo booth video. And I'm sure that it was sanctioned by at least Jennifer Lopez's camp. It wouldn't have been included unless it was okay. But so that you're right. That's like step one Instagram official. Incredible win for Leah Remini. I think Leah Remini has like quietly one of the most impressive media presences. She's never goes away because of her TV show. And the fact that she's like, she's, you know, come out against Scientology. She's got pretty positive um, approval rating. She, to me, will always be Stacey Carosi, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, what a win for Leah Remini. This is the most time I've spent thinking about her in a while, though. I will say, I do feel she's omnipresent. She is just always like the back, the second to last page in a tabloid. Like she's just kind of like the filler content and she seems willing to do that. And the tabloids are willing to kind of rely on her for backup. So yeah, just kind of always there. Definitely the first and only time I've looked at her Instagram in my life and we'll see whether I do again, but congratulations to her. Yeah. JLo, former Scientologist too, right? She has short, short dalliance. I didn't know that. I'm going to fact check that while we talk, but I'm okay. pretty sure she had a short dalliance with um, Scientology and that's how she's friends with Leah Remini. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, you know, she was like in the Hollywood sphere in the late 90s, 2000s. That's when she was coming up. It seems like that's when they got their hooks in a lot of people. So perhaps. No, Jennifer Lopez's father is a Scientologist, but she's okay. not. There you go. I knew she had a connection. Okay. So. Another thing about Jennifer Lopez, she's 52 years old. And let me just say, this woman being 52 years old is the story to end all stories. She looks phenomenal. Like, we'll talk about their press availability and some of the things that she's doing. But if you look like this at any age, but especially 52 years old, get as many yachts as you can, pose for as many photographs as you can. Congratulations. She looks wonderful. Happy birthday, Jennifer Lopez. So one piece of this that I think is really important is that JLo doesn't drink. And that's one of the reasons why she Mm -hmm. looks as good as she does. I think that's huge for Ben Affleck. And I think that's awesome. I think that someone who is a noted, you know, struggle with sobriety and has been very open about it. I think it's probably wonderful to have a girlfriend that doesn't drink. So it's sort of like it's your connection is not based on, you know, the sort of like the fun that couples often have when they drink together. And I feel like as a lover of Ben Affleck and someone who irrationally roots for him, I'm like really happy that he's in this relationship with someone that won't be pressuring him to have a drink at all. I think that's great. I think that's great as well. And I hadn't thought about it in terms of the Ben Affleck sober together angle. You know, I'm not really sure if that's how Jennifer Lopez is approaching her relationship to alcohol, but you know what I'm saying? Me neither. But it just doesn't have to be like a foundational social element for them, which I feel like is actually pretty big because 
I don't I, I, I don't know. Like drinking is such a big social thing. That is true, though. It, it's funny because the rest of their social elements are still all the party signifiers, like being on <laughs> yeah. yachts, being at Nobu Malibu, being at a restaurant in Saint-Tropez. So they're like doing all of it. But the alcohol is missing, which, again, you're right, is nice in a way. It is not necessary. I think the other reason that Jennifer Lopez uh, looks the way that she does is because, as she has talked about, she works very really hard. hard. I mean, obviously like incredible genes, you know, like the, yeah. nature makes its choices, but incredible genes, but she works really hard. And just all I could think about when I was looking at these photos was remember just the sidebar in us weekly for like years, which is like how to get a body like whoever. And it was always Jennifer Lopez. And she was always eating like le- four ounces of lean protein and some vegetables and then a salad for dinner. Like I can still see those sad recipes in the little sidebar. Yeah. Um, but it's working out for her. Yeah. It's, it's extremely hard work. I think she's also said she doesn't have caffeine. She doesn't have alcohol. She works out a lot. We know she's like, also like has investments in the fitness space. Like, you know, she's really committed to looking good because she takes herself and her career seriously as she should. So she's 52 looking fantastic has rented a yacht. We're going to get more to the specifications of the yacht in a second. But first, she posts some photographs, primarily of her in a bikini on the yacht. But the last photograph is of her and Ben Affleck kissing, kissing. on the yacht. Mm-hmm. So that's great. And happy, then... Happy for them. <laughs> that Wonderful. What else are you going to do on a yacht? And then later in the day, there are paparazzi photos of the two on the same yacht, but like kind of out on the deck. And they're definitely just posing for the paparazzi. Yeah. Um, And they're like, they're standing, they're kind of doing a little photo shoot. And then I think later on they're relaxing, but now the paparazzi know where they are, of course. And so you get the famous uh, hand on the bottom shot that is then homage to the Jenny from the block video that launched a thousand memes. So I just a tremendous day of content and that took the entire world by storm. I think both because... Number one, Jennifer Lopez is 52 and looks amazing. But two, because they were so obviously just ready to be in public in like in all senses, both in the posting on Instagram, but in the like, sure, here are your photos. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you think is happening here with these sort of remarkable, similarly similar photos of them from not it's not just from the video, but also just like stuff very similar to the first go around. Like what like what's your what's your take? Well, I think that they are very aware of what they're putting out in the world and are like almost making content. Do I think Mm -hmm. that they have like a vision board at home that's like, okay, here are all the photos from 2002 and here's how we're going to recreate them? I don't think they have a joint one. I think maybe there's (laughs) someone in Jennifer Lopez's team that's like, oh, this, you know, this would be a nice callback or whatever. I'm, I'm not really convinced on like how much throwback nature they're doing and how intentional some of it is, or just whether if you wind up on a yacht, the photos kind of do look the same, especially Mm -hmm. if you're like Jennifer Lopez and you don't age. Um, So the photos look exactly the same. So I think they're both aware and also it, you know, the internet is having a nice time. That is like my take. Yeah. I think that they are also aware. I think that they probably there was probably some like inadvertent callbacks at the beginning, and then someone was like, "Let's just go with go with it," and sort of like by staging some of this stuff, like that's like so ridiculous. 
it obscures probably more mundane, better, truer looks into, not truer, but maybe more authentic looks into what their sort of personal moments are like. And so I think it's smart. I think that like, if I were, you know, they've clearly been managing the press from the very beginning. And I I firmly believe there probably was like a Jennifer Lopez war room strategy meeting of like, how are we going to handle this this time around? Totally. And so I just think it's, I think it's like really smart and I love it. Like, I I think that there, there's a lot of management going on. As you said, they clearly posed for paparazzi to kind of like get it out of the way. Then they were findable. So didn't work perfectly, but still, I think the pictures that we are largely talking about are the ones where they are the clearest that they've, they've essentially posed for. Right. And so it then protects their privacy to a certain extent. I, honestly, like, I, I feel like we're just getting absolute masterclass and we, and I want to give a lot of the credit to Jennifer Lopez because we've seen the Ben Affleck relationship publicity tour over the last few years. And it has just not been as artful as this. So I, I just think this is incredible. And the other thing I actually said this yesterday to Casey I am so grateful that this has like knocked a lot of other stories off the top of page six and whatever. Like this is so much more fun and so much more like I just have way more giddy energy over this than like most of the things we talk about. So I'm just like grateful. Hashtag blessed. I agree with almost everything that you just said. And I, like th- the management and the savvy and the understanding that this is going to be in the press. And so here's how we're going to manage it. And just uh, like take some control back, which is, I think some of the stuff that they were missing from the first time. And I think some of the issues that always make us like pretty queasy in many of the other tabloid stories that you just alluded to that they're like, okay, here's how we're going to do it. I think it's getting increasingly corny. And that's my only issue. Like Jennifer Lopez was spotted the next day in Monaco wearing like a Ben necklace. And I'm just like, uh, you know what? This is becoming a little too like Instagram mom for me. And Or, case, or like Chugi. Yeah. Or like, you know, kind of like verging on cheesy, like reality star stuff. And again, mm-hmm. that opens up this sort of like continuing ethical conundrum, right? Of the less available these people are, the more interested we all seem to be. That seems true for all celebrities. And like, once you are officially like trying to be famous and working, especially in the reality zone, you're just like a different type of star and are treated a different way and hopefully have more control and are like a more manageable life and all the things we want. But, you know, it's like, I, I know that being fascinated in things that I'm not supposed to know about is like bad for me and bad for everybody else, but I can't help it. And the more that they're just like, okay, like, here's my like letterboard post for today about our relationship. The, the more I'm like, oh, okay. All right. You're, you guys are, it's not even that they're thirsty. Of course they're thirsty. They've been thirsty from the beginning. They like are very aware that they're being photographed. And I don't mind that. I enjoy it too. I'm completely delighted, but it's just, it's getting cheesier. And that's mm-hmm. my only concern. The Ben necklace is a bit much. I hadn't seen that. Yeah. The, the Ben necklace. And I'm just like, if they actually are recreating Jenny from the block and release some sort of like homage video on Instagram, even like in a jokey way, like, eh, you know, it's more fun when it's just a joke on the internet. You yeah, know what totally. I mean? Totally. It's like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this, you know, like I really don't. What What's appealing about it to me is like two really hot people on a yacht making out. And then like, I, apparently I get to watch the photos again. I don't think that's the most ethical stance, but that's honest. Like I don't need them in the comments with us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. And I'm sure. a little worried that the war room is like 
edging her into the comments because they see the positive reaction that they're getting and it's like going well. And so they're like, sure, we'll do another thing. And I'm like, I, you know, maybe just enjoy your vacation on your yacht. It's interesting. It's sort of like, edge, it also edges back towards like the Gili territory where you're just like, God, we all, this isn't going great. It just, over the weekend, it was a lot. I swing back and forth a lot on this. So I was over the weekend, I was like, this is too much. Everyone like, let's just take it down a notch. But then I, and, and then I start worrying about the ex-spouses, Mark Anthony and Jennifer Garner and all the kids. But then, uh, but then I'm like, you know what? This is fun. I'm having fun with this. I do, I just don't know what the answer is, but I, I do feel like we're watching something legendary. Like this is like better than a movie for me. Yes, of course. It's absolutely historical and hilarious. And as long as everyone's okay, which it, like, it seems like they are like, you know, the other nice thing is that I can like whine about a bed necklace because it's just yeah. like a stupid thing. Like no one cares. There's no one, no one's hurt in this. It's fine. And that's kind of where you want it to stay. The, the other side of this is just like, honestly, even more than 2002, 2003, 2004, when they were everywhere and they yeah. were like majorly exposed. And some of this is just kind of, you know, making sure you don't get overexposed, but it's, they were everywhere then, but that that's just like by magnitude now, right? Just yeah. because of the way that internet and social media works. There are just so many places. So some of it is just the basic, the more we get of them and the more people weigh in on it. And then it, you know, becomes things that have nothing to do with them. And you're just kind of like, this is a lot. This is a lot. Maybe you guys should just be on your yacht. But I don't hold them responsible for that entirely. That's just kind of the cost of doing business in 2021. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, uh, I don't know. This is all so wild. Shall we talk about A-Rod? Incredible. A-Rod is also in Saint-Tropez and then has moved to Monaco on a yacht. Like they're just at some point today, the Daily Mail had a story that the yachts like drove by each other on the way to a Monaco port. And then it's an incredible Daily Mail article. The Daily Mail is a completely reprehensible organization that definitely published a side-by-side of the yacht's specifications and how J-Lo's yacht is much bigger than A-Rod's yacht, much longer. You know, size matters is one of the captions. Again, I don't endorse anything the Daily Mail does except for this, which I was fascinated by. It's pretty amazing. They have one image of just the two yachts next to each other and then one that's like a full like breakdown and um, Benefers is worth 130 million and a rods is worth 32 million per the daily mail. And uh, the charter price per week of Benefers is 950,000 euros, which is a million dollars per week, over a million dollars while a rods. Yeah. Check out this caption. Rodriguez was only spending $312,000 a week on his yacht. Only it's an, it's honestly insane. I mean, it's, it's so good. I will say uh, the the port in Monaco is pretty small, so I'm not surprised that they went near each other. There's there's it's not a huge amount of space. Um, it's just incredible. I'm also like insanely jealous. I would fucking love to be in the Mediterranean right now. I can't think of anything I'd like more, to be honest. I completely agree. Though it's fascinating, I do feel like yacht season, in terms of kind of 
maybe not depth, but that like the, the number of people peaked a couple of weeks ago and I was really having that longing. And now once again, it seems like JLo, Ben Affleck and A-Rod are like the only people on the water. Like they have just removed everybody else from the Mediterranean, which we know is not true. But once again, the coverage is so intense. It's like, this is probably the best time to go on a yacht. If you're a celebrity, yeah. you can do anything you want and none of the paparazzi care. Because Matt Johnson's just, still out there. He's still, he's still going strong. Good for him. It seems like a really lovely vacation that they've had. My theory is that A-Rod and J-Lo were supposed to go on J-Lo's yacht together. And A-Rod was like, fine, I'm still going, but I'll just get my own yacht. Like, I feel like this was probably planned a really long time ago. Okay. So you don't think that he made a conscious decision to be like, I'd also like to go on a yacht and this will be like, this will be good branding for me. Just like all attention's good attention. I think that he did think that, but that he was always supposed to be in the South of France at this time of year. Like, I feel like this was probably supposed to be a JLo and A-Rod trip. Okay. And he got bumped because they broke up and he was right. just like, okay, I'm still going. Yeah. And also this, but he is still borrowing from the JLo playbook a little yes, bit. And absolutely. I like, I do think that this media forward playbook they worked on some of it together. You know, I'm thinking a lot about all of his YouTube stuff. But sure. So sure. Sure. They, I see a similarity in the and, approaches. And he wished her a happy birthday on his sister, on her sister's Instagram page. Like her sister posted a happy birthday to JLo and he liked it. So like he's still, <laughs> he's lurking. So we're counting liking a sister's Instagram as wishing her a happy birthday. Well, he participated in JLo's birthday. I would say that way. Okay. He didn't I mean, wish her happy birthday, but he participated in JLo birthday. As someone who likes all celebrity Instagrams all of the time, are you really putting that? Do you think a like represents that much thought, Juliet? With A-Rod and JLo, I do. Yeah. Okay. All right. I do. I, when, I think he was maybe just liking it, but. I think Instagram theatrics are a really big part of a breakup. So. Okay. I guess that's probably fair. Like. The unfollows, the, the story checking. I mean, there's like a lot of, there's a lot that goes into it, right? That, that, I mean, that, that all seems very true. I'm just kind of like, let the man like someone's Instagram, you know, without, I, it just seems sort of like a muscle. Okay. You're shaking your head at me. No, I don't, I don't agree. I think that's okay. very deliberate. All right. Instagram theatrics are a hallmark of, of breakups, I think. No, you're right. And feuds and are they following each other anymore yeah. and going through all of the, the, the the various counts and whatnot. I get it, but okay. All right. So A-Rod you'd like is to think, just You'd on. like to think that these mega celebrities are above it and they have like a secret social media app that like they're, you know, manipulating for their breakup theatrics, but no, it's still just happening on Instagram. Yeah, that's really weird. Um, <laughs> it looks like he's having a nice time. It looks beautiful there. I'd really love to be on a yacht near Saint-Tropez or Monaco. Me too. I'd love to love to be in the med like at all times. Sounds so amazing. Just in the sun. Sounds great. Mm -hmm. Shall we move on? Well, do you want to talk about Matt Damon? Oh, I forgot about the Matt Damon angle. Yes, I I want to. Well, this is what I thought was so interesting when you were talking about that this is um, kind of taking the top tabloid spot and like a lot of stories that otherwise we'd have to spend time on or we would read and not feel great about aren't really getting that much space, which I think is very smart. But an interesting thing is also, so Matt Damon is promoting his new movie, Stillwater, which comes out this week. Um, I just have to say, mm -hmm. terrible name for movie. All I can think of is the band with Russell Hammond and Jeff Beebe and almost famous Stillwater runs deep. 
Okay. I'll let them know. I'll let Matt know when I talk to him. But anyway, it's, it's amazing how his, and I think he's probably really happy with this, which is what's fascinating is that his press tour has just kind of been like subsumed by the Ben and Jen. And so he's just like on the morning shows telling one anecdote about his daughters, like making fun of him for all his bad movies. And then just giving completely like cheerful, empty comments about how he's happy for Ben and Jen. And like all of the aggregating is about what Matt Damon has said about Ben Affleck's love life. And he like is, has figured out his quotes and is mostly game. And it is like a, it's a great shorthand for their entire like careers and press relationship, which is just like Ben is out there getting photographed taking all the heat. And then Matt Damon is like, you don't know anything about me, but I love my friend. And I'll just like give you one nice comment and go on my way. And once again, Matt Damon has managed to do that. It's incredible. Is there, and I was just thinking as you were explaining, is there any other friendship that has the legs that this does? Like any of them? Celebrity friendship. Celebrity friendship. I mean, like I hope in the world, I hope everyone (laughs) listening has at least one friend. Like we're still talking about their creative partnership on Goodwill Hunting. Despite the fact well, that sure. like, well, no, they actually did. So another thing is that they co-wrote with Nicole the, Holof Center, The Last Duel, which is the Ridley Scott too. movie coming out yeah. this year where they all are in, you know, Game of Thrones costumes. I'm I don't afraid. Know. I'm, I'm afraid about that movie. I don't think it's going to be good. But my heart's open. I like everyone involved. So it's, sure. you know, better than another Marvel movie in my, in my opinion. Sure. Agreed. But otherwise, no, it's just like two bros who kind of like ribbing each other and have, have turned that like light mockery, but with love into like a long running bit and all their press tours for 20, 25 years. It's wonderful. It's really great. It's honestly miraculous. It's so wild. And yeah, Matt Damon's a huge, huge winner. He gets to like kind of live in peace because he just like, because Ben is so public, he can just kind of like, you know, he uses him as a shield. Essentially. It's pretty amazing. And, and, and I, I don't know, like there's just, there's, we're just seeing a masterclass all around. I really appreciate it. I, I have to say, I can't think about Matt Damon anymore without thinking about the crane lifting furniture into his apartment. <laughs> like it's true. And stopping that entire street for a day. Yeah. I'm just like, do I need to camp out on that street to get a, a look at Matt Damon? I mean, it's just so funny to think about. But yeah, I mean, they are just really going in different directions. And it, I love it. It must be so funny for Matt Damon and like Casey Affleck to like talk about Ben Affleck together. Well, one of the quotes that Matt Damon gave today, I think to people was like that he just texts Ben Affleck all the time. He's like, yeah, I text him because I read stuff and I'm like, just fact checking him. Like, did this happen? And then he's like, no, it didn't happen, which like, I don't totally believe because I think Matt Damon understands how tabloids work somewhat. Yeah. And also this is a recurring thing that has come up in celebrities giving quotes where it's like, my friends were sending me all these crazy headlines. Right. And I, I think one thing, one qualification that you should have for really being any type of friend, but certainly a friend of celebrity, don't randomly send your friend bogus Daily Mail or star headlines. <laughs> like, you need to know better. If you're going to be a friend to a celebrity, you need to have a high media literacy and you need to know to not just send every bonkers thing and ugly photograph to this person not very supportive. People are always bringing this up. But in the case of Matt Damon, I believe he's just like lightly making fun of him uh, from time to time. And I enjoy it. I do too. I mean, it's a great friendship. It's given us so much. It's un- it's just amazing. Matt Damon's probably a great friend because he has a lot of cool ones. 
That's true. I mean, there was that time period where we didn't hear as much about their friendship and we heard a lot about Matt Damon and Chris Hemsworth's friendship and where we're going to lose Matt Damon to Australia. And that's like happy for him. But also that that was a little nerve wracking. I'm curious how the friendship will go with Matt in Brooklyn and and Ben in in L.A. Oh, well, I I mean, that's closer than Australia. I mean, Matt Damon has been living like in Australia basically for the last three years. And and as we know, he he initially was in Ireland for for the beginning of COVID. So, right, right. (laughs) He's all over the map. You know, hopefully their friendship can span the country. I think it can. I've got some experience in that myself. So it's all good. (laughs) All right. Now let's move on. One of my personal fixations over the course of this podcast has been Scooter Braun and Scooter Braun and his wife, Yale Cohen Braun, have filed for divorce. Specifically, Scooter's filed. And um, I wouldn't say I found this shocking, but I found it really notable, especially in the wake of Scooter doing some pretty aggressive press for the last month. Like, he was on the cover of, I think, Variety, trying to, like, recover his his somewhat sullied reputation after the Taylor Swift war. And I don't know, I, like... Scooter and, and Yale spent so much time on Instagram trying to make their lives look perfect. Like I had to mute them because they were like contributing to Instagram depression for me. And so I, I'm just sort of like, wow, these these people are liars, <laughs> which I guess so many people are on Instagram. But I just found it like really notable. Maybe that's just because I'm still obsessed with Justin Bieber, Never Say Never from 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you why Scooter Braun is such a fixation for you. I think it's because like he does try really hard to cultivate a certain image and persona. And he and his wife did that together. Um, I think also because he seems really knowable to me, but now totally unknowable. Like he's like a rich kid from Greenwich, which is very, very familiar, but now it's not because he's, I don't know. He's now uber, uber rich in like ways can't even imagine. I don't know. I just, I'm sort of like, why is he interesting to anyone? Cause this was a, this was a breaking news from TMZ. It was like a big deal. I assume it was breaking news because of his association with Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande and who else am I forgetting? Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato, right. Those are Um, like his big three clients. And his insistence that he was the story a lot, right? right? I mean, it's it, it... Basically, what you just described is like a reality star, but without a reality show. Right. His reality, reality show, show is, was his career and his Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think people and, and and he obviously was extremely successful and the, the Taylor Swift thing, he just made millions of dollars off of. So you can say that he lost that one or you can say that he won it. Um, so people are interested in in rich people, especially rich people who put their lives out there. Um, but that he just always seemed to me like a person who was like, I would like to be the story. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he put himself in the movie and that's why I care about him. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. 10, 10 years ago. Yeah. So, and he, I think he's like always wanted to be like a David Geffen type sort of fashion himself that way. And was sort of like part of that. Also, you know, he, he definitely sort of made himself part of this like LA social set that was sort of like Kushner, Carly Claus, Carly Claus was one of his um, clients as well. And sort of like in like the foster world and like Jamie Mizrahi, like that kind of like Instagram thirsty LA set. And so it worked. I follow all, I I follow along with them. I don't follow all of them. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I just thought this was like kind of not surprising, but interesting. I guess also the other thing is like, they were like celebrating their, their anniversary on Instagram, like a few days before the first news came out. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I'm obsessed with this. I just am. He also became part of like the, the, 
fake LA Instagram scene that that moved to Montecito, right? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Do you think that he has uh, has ever spent time with Megan and Harry? I'm going to go with yes. I, it seems inevitable, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I, so. That set, that like that kind of world. Um, it is reality adjacent. You're right. Is reality adjacent or, or just like reality playbook, you know, which it's if and if you don't need the show because people will just pay attention to you without like the right. backing of, of E, then like all power to you. Right. But it is fascinating that that is where Harry and maybe not fascinating, but uh, telling that that's where Harry and Megan inserted themselves and is possibly also influencing some of their their other decisions going for forward. sure. Yeah, four for books, sure. by the way, four, one, two, three, four, including one on leadership and one on wellness. So I don't know. That's what I got. Honestly, crazy. Montecito is very beautiful. So I guess it speaks well of all of these people that they made all of their money. And then they were like, cool. We pick Montecito. I mean, it's a nice place to live. That's kind of what I have to say about them. Yeah, it seems nice. I don't know. Good luck to Scooter and Yale. They have three kids. So I hope the kids are okay. Totally. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reels always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. We're going to talk about the Olympics, but just I want to just note one thing that's been like creeping in the tabloids is like Lance Bass coverage. And I find it strange. He weighed in on Britney Spears, so he got some attention there. Mm -hmm. And then he had like a TikTok go viral where he said that Justin Timberlake doesn't text him back. And then Justin Timberlake weighed in, said it was like he's dad. Sure. Um, And then Lance Bass is going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. which comes next month. And just like Lance Bass is Lance Bass. One of the, the thirstiest people we have right now. I'm just like, why are we talking about, why am I talking about Lance Bass so much? Well, because NSYNC is very important to you is one reason, mm. but 
I mean, I do think that you've isolated earlier in the podcast, this idea that there are the kind of ongoing and sometimes kind of not depressed. Well, depressing. Yes. But like not super celebratory celebrity stories that are filling the tabloids. And then there are just like people who are willing to be in the tabloids. And that's everyone from Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck to Lance Bass. And there is like a real, like if you are going to give people some content, they're going to take the content right now because the other options are, I don't know, just some of them and specifically the Britney Spears story is I think like important, but it's not like a fun thing to talk about all of the time. Right. So if someone was like, wants to be a goofball in between being on, is he on a progressive is like, is it the three fifths of NSYNC on a progressive commercial or a Geico commercial? One of the insurance commercials, you know? Yeah. Like just being available. It seems like people who are available are really getting burned right now. Yeah. Guess we've all got some time on our hands. Yeah. And you're spending your time watching the Olympics. I've only watched about 15 minutes and it was that the men's basketball team lose to um, France. I watched That's part it. of that, but I had it spoiled for me, so I didn't need to finish it. So I've just, I have been Are you watching on- it in prime time? Yeah. No, I'm just like turning on the NBC programming. I, like, and I actually got very mad. I woke up this morning um, to the results of the women's team gymnastics competition and Simone Biles dropping out of that competition. Send Simone Biles the best. She is truly the greatest. I'm a huge fan. So, but I was very frustrated that that got spoiled for me, even though it was like literally the top headline on every single Everything. news yeah. organization. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's literally everywhere. But no, I've just been turning it on and watching just absolutely like network TV production from the 90s. And, you know, I really like it. I grew up watching this stuff. I grew up in Atlanta. I was 12 years old when the Olympics were held in Atlanta. So that that was like pretty formative for me. I kind of got really into it. Uh, I acknowledge all of the massive problems with the International Olympic Committee and also the handling of this particular Olympics. But if you give me like a three minute cheesily edited montage about a swimmer or a gymnast or a 13 year old skateboarder, like I just I'm really invested. I don't know what to say. It still works on me. And there's a real like drop in, drop in element to this programming. They've got it down where you can turn it on and they're going to be like, okay, here's someone's life story and why you need to invest in this brand new person for the next five minutes. And then you do. And then it either works out or it doesn't. You feel the glory or the defeat of sport. And then you move on with your life. But I've really liked it. I have most, you know, I've been watching swimming. I've been watching gymnastics. I watched some synchronized diving and, you know, mostly just heckle them because they're never in order and or just (laughs) scream because I think that like they're going to hit their heads. Diving just is a very terrifying sport to me. But oh, the, best, yeah. the best thing that I watched was the women's street skating final, which if you haven't heard about this, the three medalists wound up being two 13-year-olds and a 16-year-old. And the gold medalist is a 13-year-old Japanese skater, Momiji Nishia. And they were amazing. They're 13, so I hope it's not patronizing for me to say they were adorable while also being totally inspiring. They're just bombing down these ramps on the skates. They look like, on their skateboards, they look like they're having so much fun. They're incredibly cool. And then they just won gold medals and silver. It was was the best. I really loved it. Shout out to the youth. It was very, very inspiring. That's that's beautiful. It's um, great. 
I have not watched any and I don't plan to. Uh, I'll probably watch some more basketball, but just not, I just don't feel it. For me, the Olympics really peaked in 2012 with the London Olympics mm-hmm. and like the most wonderful basketball team. It was just like such a fun, fun Olympics basketball team. Also, the women's soccer team was really fun that year because they, after cutting, coming in second to Japan in the 2011 World Cup, won gold. And Will and Kate had only been married a year and Will and Kate and Harry were all over the Olympics. Right. And it was just like, I don't know. I just had so much fun at that Olympics. I feel like it was also... It was a great time to be a sports blogger because like you just like a funny Instagram from some from like one of the teams and you would just post it. I don't know. I I have so much nostalgia for the 2012 Olympics for whatever reason. Also, there was just like a lot of like great folk heroes at that time. Like this, like, you know, Michael Phelps and Missy Franklin were doing their swimming thing. And I mean, can I just tell you, Michael Phelps has showed up as a swimming commentator. How is he? Fantastic. He's so good. He's so excited and like it has That's high awesome. energy. And, you know, it is really fun when really, really high level athletes like start getting into the technicalities of their sports because they're normally not asked about this stuff. Right. You know, they're just like, yeah. how did it feel to like be a champion or whatever nonsense courtside stuff they get asked? But he'll explain things like the turns and how someone's stroke is working. It's but he's just like psyched to be there. I was really surprised. Michael Phelps grew up great. That's great. He seems yeah. really into his children now. You know, we all got to grow up sometime. That's great. But that's nice to check in and see that he's doing well. Sure. I, I, you know, I I just really am finding a lot of comfort and joy from like the deeply retro studio production. Uh, How's, congratulations to NBC, I guess. Who's Her streaming doing it? plan has been absolutely confusing, but the in-studio stuff is good. Um, it's Mike Tirico. Mm-hmm. who is kind of in their studio, which is beautiful. It's like outdoors with kind of the Tokyo waterfront behind him. He's alone a lot. So that's sad. <laughs> you, well, you know, it's like COVID protocols. He's like doing his best to be cheerful. I also think, you know, the time zone issues between when they're broadcasting it in primetime in the U.S. and when he's actually filming it and is it must be hard, but sure. I think he's doing great. All right. Good for him. I mm-hmm. hope he's enjoying himself. You know, it's just uh, the Peacock app is being absolutely slammed because like if you miss a broadcast, it's not available on demand. It's a tough time for Peacock, which I actually have because I'm catching up with the Real Housewives of Potomac and it's like the only way. So many fucking Jake from State Farm commercials when you watch the Real Housewives on Peacock. Yeah. I'm like, yes. if I never see Jake from State Farm ever again, that would be too soon. But Jake from State Farm, congrats. You must be doing great. He's probably like probably uh, spotted all the time. I would assume so. Like the AT&T woman and flow from progressive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, that's all we got for this week. I mean, I can't wait to see where we go next week with Ben and Jen. What a time. I, I, I just hope they have a lovely vacation. Me too. Maybe wear less uh, monogrammed uh, necklaces. <laughs> Thanks to Kaya McMullen for producing this episode. And we'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th 
and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 